Well, hey, hi, hello there. Welcome to the Puck Fantasy Football League Podcast. We talk about our own 12-man dynasty league, as well as give general tips and tricks for your uh, fantasy football listening pleasure. My name is Cameron Henry. I am the manager of the Plucky Ducks. I am joined by my illustrious co-host, Daniel McNeese, who is the manager of Cobra Kyler, as well as our special guest of the week, Chad Duarte. Hey, Chad. I didn't think I'd get the first invite, much less the second invite. So this is this is great. This is real good. Yeah. I mean, we asked literally everybody else. Um, and they were all busy, so you know. Yeah, the Warriors are playing tonight. <laughs> I've heard oh, that's right. Yeah, I've heard they're playing. Um, well, you know, <laughs> good to have you on. Uh, this is week, uh, week twelve. We're gonna we're week twelve in review. I realize I don't I don't say that. I need to start saying what week it is. Um, because yeah. you know you never know how to be. People might listen to this out of order with our numerous uh tens of listeners but it says uh, in the title right it does it says it in the title so if they didn't read then well now they've heard it um speaking of if you are listening to this and want to you can review us on apple podcast i don't think you can review on spotify which is kind of weird i wish you could um but if you want to randomly review us on apple podcast and then i'll look at it and then i will shout you out because why not? I don't know. I'll read almost any message that you write on the, the review. Almost. I might censor bad words just because technically, uh, according to the description, we are a clean podcast. <laughs> so, uh, but outside of that, I'll say basically anything. Um, anyway, how are you guys doing? You guys have a good November? Good Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, no complaints from me. Um, made the Thanksgiving classic uh, chicken enchiladas mm. this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just as the original Thanksgiving feast included. Yeah. Just as the, uh, was it the, the Plymouth football team? No, sorry, the, the Pilgrims did. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I've had a real fun week. My right shin uh, has gone numb. Yeah, so that's fun. It's been like a week now. I think uh, JD McKissick wished that his right shin was numb. <laughs> yeah, his whole body feels numb. Oh no, that's so much worse. <laughs> but yeah, um, outside of that, yeah, had a pretty good week. Um, excited uh, to talk. We we're we're leading into. Playoffs, we got two more weeks until playoffs, and then we got playoffs, and we got offseason, our first dynasty offseason, which is going to be so exciting to see what happens uh, during all that. Um, and with the offseason uh, comes potentially changes to the league. I mean, I feel, you know, this is our first season doing dynasty. We're kind of feeling it out, and maybe, maybe we want to change some things. Isn't that right, McNeese? Yeah, so that'll lead us into our first segment for us. I have some proposed rule changes 
um, kind of want to bounce off you guys, see what you guys think. Um, my first proposition would be, how about negative one points for each missed field goal by a kicker? Yes. I think that everybody yeah. else gets, you know, some negative points here and there if they have <clears throat> a bad play or a bad game, but there's no knock against a kicker having a really bad game. So I think negative one for each missed field goal seems fair. I think is, that is completely reasonable. Is and it already minus one for missed extra points? Or is that not even a thing? So, um, I don't know if I would do for missed extra point because that would be weighing it the same as a field goal. But I almost feel like missing an extra point is worse because it's like, dude, just just make the extra be, point. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be automatic. Yeah, but because well, I also I'm in the go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, but I also understand, you know, making it minus one for missing an extra point is, is a little, uh, I don't know, it's a lot. But yeah, some kind of negative, maybe a minus uh, 0.5 if we can do that. My next one would be um, similar to passing yards. Okay, so passing yards, it's a point for every 25. Mm-hmm. How about a point for every 25 return yards? Say your guy's a kick returner or a punt returner. Um, so for I was thinking about it because I just watched um, I watched Tony Pollard take one to the house Dude. on Thanksgiving, and if that would have been a so a one hundred yard kick return, that would have been four points in return yards added to his play. Yeah, I think I think that's real good. I think because yeah, specifically not making it the same as rushing yards because return yards are, are, I wouldn't say easy to get, but it's way easier to get chunks of 10, you know, with return yards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one point per 25 yards, uh, would definitely be, um, yeah, I think that'd be really good. I think it's a, it's an element of the game that is not represented right now for our fantasy scoring. Because we do score return touchdowns. You know, so it would make sense to have return yards as well. So, yeah, I like it. So my next one, I think it caught us all a little bit by surprise when we saw rivalry week all of a sudden. But -hmm. I think it would be so cool. Um, I've mentioned it before, but I think it would be really cool if we just kept that going and we established like actual rivals and then you would gain some sort of advantage for winning your rivalry do you have any example of an advantage well one that i just came up with was maybe you start with an extra five points toward your next matchup in your rival in your rivalry so like for instance um chad you and i were matched up for rivalry week and i believe you won so next time you and i play each other in the regular season um, you would start out with a five-point head start, something like that. So it'd be that just the next time you play your rival, you get a in the regular season. Gotcha. I or think Cali B. Ooh. Or Cali B. Dude, I was thinking about. <laughs> sorry, tangent, but I was thinking about it lately. When was the last time you guys had a Cali B? Because it's been years for me. Um, last week, 
Seriously? Yeah, it wasn't at Alberto's, but I got a California burrito from our local spot. Oh, but like what? No, but like from Alberto's, Cali B, extra cheese, large horchata. When was the last time you got that? Probably been about five years. Yeah. I can't even remember. Wow, I don't even know if I know what it tastes like anymore. It's been that long. Mm. I really want one. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. When you had to specifically say French fries instead of potatoes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. See, I probably would have forgot that. I would have gone in order to Cali B just now, and I would I would have looked like a fool. But it looked like a fool with potatoes in there instead of French fries. All the freshmen that probably would have laughed at you. Oh my gosh, they probably so <laughs> mean. They probably don't even go there anymore. They're probably all like, oh, mocha salsa, whatever. Oh, I know. Yeah. Anyway, um, all that to say, yes, I think. Um, or, I mean, I don't know if we like could agree to it, because I know there's no money in this league, which I'm I'm totally good with. I, I don't want to necessarily add money to like the winner, but. If people maybe agree to it for rivalry week, rivalry week. Sorry, it's a hard word. It is. It's a hard set of. There's a lot of R's and W's. Rivalry. Week. There's no W's. Uh, in week. In week. Oh. Gosh. Um, I thought it was week. Anyway. week. We could do like five dollar. You know, little little five dollar cheeky. You know money wager yeah just a little cheeky wager or like or like just say like hey make a wager with your rival any any wager at all but just make a wager you know Mm. and then and then we all have to text what the wager is with the rival um you know whether it's like oh it's five dollars it's ten dollars it's the loser has to paint their butt red i don't know you know whatever um, but I, yeah, I think that that could be fun where it's just like, it's not necessarily a predetermined thing and it's not necessarily something that'll like affect later games, but it's still something fun to like inject into everything. So, yeah. Yeah. My last one that I have, um, my last proposed rule change is what if we are able to make our um, free agent acquisition budget, so fab, tradable. I don't know if it's possible, but what if that was something that you could include in a trade? I'm definitely down for that. Like, why? It's, I mean, it's it's part of your team in a sense, and it can definitely be enticing, especially yeah, like, that's part part of your assets. Yeah, yeah, really early in the season, really late in the season. I feel like late in the season is almost like extra valuable so might be able to like make some big moves for your team if you're hurting you know christian McCaffrey or something yeah i i wonder how that would work late in the season especially because and and the one hand like like a team like mine where i'm probably not going to be spending much fab on anybody for the rest of the season just because unless like someone pops up i guess but like at this point in the season unless some guy becomes the new starter, you're probably not spending much. Um, and it doesn't carry over. So right. And it doesn't carry over. Spend, so I'm like, lose. right. So I'm like, and on the one hand, I would be very open to just giving away my fab. Cause I'm like, whatever, I'll give it to somebody else. But at the same time, like 
one of the top teams, you know, do they necessarily need fab? I mean, maybe, maybe it would be more valuable to them. They're like, Oh, just in case I like really want to pick somebody up, they can make a trade that week, get more fab and then spend more. That actually be pretty interesting, especially because we have trade, like Corbin pushes the trades through, you know, which I think, yeah. by the way, Corbin loving that. I love that we, it's just make the trade, push it through. You're able to, you know, reassess whatever, everything's going on uh, in your league. Like don't have to wait an extra week. Don't have to wait. Yeah. Um, And I think, yeah, that could be a really interesting, like, you know, let's say someone goes down and it's like, Oh, you really want to pick up their backup, but you don't have any fab. And you're like, are you willing to trade somebody away to get, you know, $40 in fab so that you can do this giant waiver acquisition right and then it would suck if you didn't get it but you know that's the risk i suppose um so yeah no i like that i think if 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 able i think that'd be cool but um do you mind if i possibly throw in a rule yeah go for it okay another thing that i so again not sure if yahoo has this as a scoring option not sure if anything really has this as a scoring option but okay so Especially in our league, we have three wide receiver positions and two running back positions. Outside of top running backs who are, you know, PPR, half PPR monsters, every other running back kind of just like scores 10 <clears throat> points um, or like nothing. And I feel like you see running backs now and then. I mean, like Nick Chubb, you know. Or, or um, I mean, just this, just yesterday, Antonio Gibson, where they're getting like 20 to 30 carries in a game, you know? Okay. And not getting anything for it. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. I get that a carry isn't as like strategic or whatever to like do as a catch. But if you gave running backs like 0.25 points per carry, or maybe like even 0.1 points per carry, you know, because then they're getting a little, because it's like if a guy carries the ball 25 times, he should get some points for that. Like that's so much stinking work that he's getting done. And like, you know, if he's getting two extra points for carrying it 25 times, like, yeah, I'm okay with that. I think that you know, because okay. then, then it kind of balances out. Like there's some guys where like, they just get carries. They never get, you know, passes. Um, and I, I feel like we need to like up the value of some of the running backs in our league. Like, cause wide receivers, there's like a billion of them that all like get a ton of points. I feel like and running backs, there's like seven. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I think I would not go any higher than like 0.2 per yeah. carry. Yeah, but yeah. So that's that's my thought. Cool, I'd be down for that. Yeah, sweet. All right. Well, love those rules. Um, if you know, if we implement one or two, uh, hey guys, talk about it in the in the group chat. If there's any of the rule changes that you like, definitely you know we could bring it up now and vote, vote on it. Yeah, definitely something that I'd want to bring up now. Vote on and then you know implement in the off season, but instead of trying to implement it in the off season um, or like vote on it in the off season, you know, right now so, we're all kind of in. The- so just to recap, we'll do 
um, some sort of point per carry, um, some sort of point per return yards, mm-hmm. uh, minus one for a missed field goal, mm-hmm. um, tradable fab, mm. and uh, some sort of advantage or wager attached to rivalry week. <laughs> Good job, and Sam. two kickers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Chad wants an extra kicker. Oh, two kickers. And um, potentially, what was it? I feel like we talked about it before, but potentially being able to put a defensive player in your flex position. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was actually yeah. proposed to me by Corbin. Yeah. That, yeah. If we can do that, that'd be kind of, that'd be cheeky, really cool. I like having, and then we could have three flex positions. I just want to have giant teams, just oh, God. astronomically large teams. I think, first of all, before we add a whole new flex, I think it would just be making defensive players flex eligible. I think that's the proposition for right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's, uh, yeah, again, let's vote on those, but let's move into week 12 in review, go through the matchups for this week. And we are going to be starting with the largest blowout of the week, like we always do and conveniently. We have one of the participants in that blowout, and it's not me. It's not me. It's Chad. It's Chad. Scott going against Chad this week. Scott's champion list team against Hamburger Henry, and Scott pulled out the win with a score of 140.42 versus Chad's 99.26. Scoots is now in second place. What is it? Five wins in a row he's got now. Um, he is second lowest scorer in the league, and he finds himself in second place. He had himself a freaking game this. I mean, compared to everyone else's scoring, 140.42, that's like the second highest, third highest on the week. Um, mm-hmm. And with the injuries, I mean, I said it last week, the injuries that Scott's been having, the fact that he's been able to maneuver at all, like, sure, a little bit of luck, but like he still starts players and he still gets like good performances out of them. Um, I don't know. I'm, I am very impressed. Uh, he did just lose McCaffrey, which sucks. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how he kind of bounces from that. AJ Brown is on IR. That was a a later in the week thing. Um, you know, scoots that freed up a couple in your IR spot. That did, that did free up T Higgins. Um, he went into the starting lineup. He was the wide receiver four on the week. And I mm-hmm. don't know if he would have started otherwise, like if AJ Brown was in. So, yeah. but you know, well, maybe over Ro- Robbie Anderson, maybe, but yeah, I think it's, it's a testament to Scott's <clears throat> team um, being able to score. I mean, scoring enough points to win regardless is impressive. So he's been doing that. Um, AJ Dillon, who over the last four weeks is the RB six. Um, he's been having, you know, a pretty good time getting some RB6? work. Yeah. RB six over the last four weeks. So, uh, you know, but he's going into a bye week So curious to see what kind of happens next week for scoots. But on the other side of things, Chad, what happened? Nothing, nothing at all happened. And I am so my my high scoring player pretended he was a running back this week. Okay with 
<laughs> and is not going to be playing for two weeks. Debo Samuel, that hurt. 20 points to three quarters. I thought I had a chance. And then, no. Yeah. No. So in the whole month of November, Debo mm-hmm. Samuel was third in the NFL in rushing touchdowns for the entire month. <laughs> Love it. <sighs> Everyone was wondering who the number one running back in uh, San Francisco was, and it was Debo Samuel, their wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, though, I had nothing besides Debo Samuel, and, who played three quarters, and Devonta Adams, who had for him a really, really boring game. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Hertz, Hertz finally had a bad game, um, which which is rough. Evan, but he gets just, the Jets next week. He does. That'll be that'll yeah. be a you know definitely an interesting matchup, but. Evans kind of crap in the bed. You know, Leonard Fournette was taking every single scoring uh, opportunity in Tampa. Aaron Jones, you can see on the other side, uh, A.J. Dillon showing that Aaron Jones still needs to recover from his injury. Um, so, so Rojo, he puts up his best game of the season last week, and then he sees the bench, <laughs> and then he sets a new season high with 9.7 points. What are you going to do with Rojo? I had three Jones, and I played two of the wrong ones. I could have (laughs) – I I just – I forgot I had RB1 in in Rojo. I didn't know. I didn't know. You also were missing CD Lamb, which, you know, that just throws off all of the uh, balance and, you know, everything in your team, not having him in there. So Yeah. Because, I mean, my play play is I played three wide receivers, Mm -hmm. and then I have – basically my flex is wide receivers. So, you know, Christian Kirk on the bye week, C.D. Lamb hurt. That's, you know, in my mind, even with Mike Evans having a bad game, I still get, I would say, like 25 more points out of my flex, you know, which is reasonable right. to hope for. Like, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, Chad, I you are still 7-5. and five. You're third in the league. I, I still think that your team is one of the best, if not, you know, top two in the league. So I, I, I definitely think that you'll be able to, to pull it out and get into the playoffs. And then from there, it's all, you know, it's kind of luck. So I do yeah. also want to point out for, uh, for Scott, Mark Andrews, he is the tight end two on the season. He is only 10 points behind Kelsey for number one. Hey, there you go. Man, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if anybody realized just how good of a season he's having, but he could pass Kelsey and be the tight end one. Let's not get crazy here. And then two, could we also point out that he tied Scoots' defensive tackle for solo tackles this week? Oh. (laughs) He tackled every pick that was thrown, or I think it was a fumble as well. He got the tackle. So he had... 65 receiving yards, receiving touchdown, and three solo tackles wow. for 18 points. Wow. Look at him. <laughs> All right. Let's move into the next matchup. Uh, that would be against a, a couple of top teams. Another one uh, against some top teams in our league. That's Strawberry Herbert, Cameron Hulk going against Travis has a team managed by Travis. Uh, Travis pulls out the win. 
with a very good score of 161 versus 127. And, and this week, 161, I mean, that blows the doors off everybody else. So some good looks there. Uh, it helps that he had the number one scoring running back on the uh, on the week. Oh, boy. Uh, so Travis is now sitting at seven and five, fourth place. Cam, even with the loss, still in first at eight and four. So Number one and number two both lost. Yeah, just, mm. just scrunching everything even closer together. Um, but yeah, I mean, wh- what are we seeing out of this? I mean, is it just a, is it as simple as Leonard Fournette went off and it's hard to beat that? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I mean, he didn't. He had great performance from Rogers, mm-hmm. um, which you know, it's not. Honestly, not too much else going on in the bench. If Leonard Fournette has a decent game, so like 18 points, that's what he's at 137, which makes this like a really close matchup in my yeah. eyes. So. And on the other side, Najee Harris had his first single digit week since week one. Mr. Consistent, mm-hmm. just, you know, all of a sudden yeah. dropping out of nowhere. Is it his workload or are people just kind of beaten down on the Steelers now? He only had like 10 carries this week. If that eight, he had eight carries, which is wow. his lowest total, like lowest number of carries ever this in, week, in his this career. Year. Yeah. In his career this season. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, a couple, a couple interesting things, um, you know, I I've been interested in trends this week Um so like previously, you know, saying AJ Dillon last four. So Fournette on the season, which again, you know, this will definitely help that this score, but he he's the RB seven on the season. Wow. Which I think is crazy. He's also number seven. So that's fun. Um, but uh, like the whole Buccaneers backfield going into the draft this year, everyone's like, oh, don't touch any of them. Like, who knows if it'll be Fournette? Who knows if it'll be Rojo? And then Fournette's just like, no, I was the number four overall pick a couple of years ago. I'm still a good running back. Screw all of you. <laughs> just puts the team on his back. So Javante Williams on Travis's team, he had his best game of his, uh, he's a rookie this year. So best game of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was against the chargers and he will see the chargers again in week 17. If uh, Travis can ride this high and, maybe get to the championship in our league. Um, Javante will have a really good matchup. I also wanted to highlight Keenan Allen on Travis's team in his November. He averaged almost 16 points a game and he didn't have a single touchdown all month. Dang. Wow. And he, he only has two touchdowns in the entire season so far, that but is to average 16 a game without needing a touchdown to do any of it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. yeah, look at his targets. He's averaging like almost like 12, 12 targets a, a game. Yeah. 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 Speaking of wide receivers performing quite well uh, for Cam, not saying that his team needed uh, more star power, but Darnell Mooney has <laughs> just been an absolute stud lately. Um, over the last four weeks, Darnell Mooney is the wide receiver eight, okay, in the, in the whole – league wide receiver eight but this is the kicker he's the wide receiver eight and he's had a bye week yeah every single wide receiver above him 
hasn't had a bye week. So he's still, he's chilling right there. Like if he would have had one more week of scoring, you know, throw in like a 15 or whatever, he could have easily been like the wide receiver two, three, whatever. I didn't do math on that, but it's oh, just I like, did. I did. Cra- oh, did you, did you now? Yeah. So he actually comes in as the number two wide receiver for all of the month of November with uh, 20 points per game. He was only wow. behind Justin Ooh. Jefferson. There it is. Darnell Mooney. Darnell friggin' Mooney. Money with two O's. The, the, he plays for the Bears. That's the most impressive thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor, poor <laughs> Allen Robinson just isn't a player anymore. But yeah. Um, Second straight week for um, Herbert finding Eckler for a touchdown. Those plays are obviously super great for Strawberry Herbert. He has three touchdown passes to Eckler over the last two games. I I have an aside just about Justin Herbert. I feel like, I don't know, like I feel like he's playing okay, but for some reason I just don't even think about him this season as like a top quarterback. Am I the only one? Or He started out really slow. I know that mm-hmm. Mike Williams started out really good, but yeah. It took it took Justin Herbert a little bit to get going, and he's just had a couple different stretches where he has put in well, like below twenty points. Yeah. He has four games under twenty points this year, but overall, he's what the quarterback number three. Yeah, yeah, he's almost looking like Brett Favre. Like I think he's averaging at just over one interception a game. Like he's just throwing, he's throwing a lot and he's making some plays, but he's getting picked off left and right. If he's like, sorry, Chargers, yeah, I'm kind of frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think he's still one of the best. If not, I mean, I think he, I would still say he's a, a, I don't know, top five quarterback right now. Um, mm. You know, he, not many quarterbacks can just put the team on their back and go off, you know, for, couple hundred yards and four or five touchdowns and you know look amazing yeah. and be able to run so um mm-hmm. yeah notably on the bench um for strawberry herbert deshaun jackson had a pretty awesome game on uh thanksgiving and cam hulk wanted everyone to know that deshaun jackson is available to trade for in case anybody wants to yep yep there we go. All right. So let's move into the next matchup. Uh, we have Lucas, uh, who went up against Smill. Trippin' Jones versus Smill Loose Ends. Lucas pulling out the win, 135 to 120. That was so a must now, win for Lucas. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. sitting at six and six. Um, you know, he yeah, he'd been kind of kind of sliding uh, the last couple weeks. Uh, you know, just injuries all over his team so being able to get this win has got to be uh got to feel pretty good um yeah i mean he got corderell patterson which is huge corderell having the uh largest amount of carries uh of his season you know bouncing back with a vengeance and showing that he's one of the most dominant fantasy players this season for some reason i don't even i don't, I don't understand um yeah, so he but, is the yeah. – if you want to look at just running backs, he's the running back nine on the season. 
Or if you want to look at wide receivers, he is the wide receiver seven. <laughs> Jeez. That's crazy. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of outside of Patterson, he has, you know, he got Renfro, who seems to just be he's gonna be a regular occurrence uh week after week now that um you know, Ruggs is gone. I think that he'll keep doing what he's doing. Uh, as long as Carr doesn't have a bad game, Renfro will will perform. Um, but hopefully, I mean, I think the big thing with Luke's team is like it, it's a good team uh, for as starters. But if there's a single additional injury or anything like that, like woof that's gonna that's gonna be rough but next week he'll get connor back uh who was on by he'll get Ertz back be able to throw those guys maybe into the flex and you know push out someone like Demetric felton and yeah i mean i i like i like lucas's team still i mean having patterson back in there i feel like it's just a solid team and if you trip up one week his team's gonna take advantage of it and jones so in the in the uh, midseason review, um, we found out that Lucas gets the highest production from defensive players, and yes. that oh was God. incredibly evident this week. Um, he got thirty three points from all three positions combined. Uh, you measure <clears throat> that up against Smill, who only got seven, and mm. I believe the rest of their teams looked very similar. But yeah. defense is a hundred percent where Lucas won this one. Yeah, yeah, because Smill. I mean, he had Kendrick Bourne, who got that twenty-two point six points, uh, getting those some pretty uh, impressive receiving touchdowns uh, from from Mac Jones. Interesting to see Bourne's kind of been putting it on lately um, after. You know, I feel like Jacoby Myers and Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. It's an interesting little little makeup of wide receivers over there in, in New England. But um, yeah, this it was definitely not like a bad week out of Smill's team. Just those that yeah, those point totals out of the defense that that'll kill you any week. Yeah, James Robinson, he was still able to get stuff done, even though his team is very, very bad. Um, it's nice that you can nice that you can at least rely on James Robinson to give it his all Um, Dalton Schultz tight end five on the season I don't know if we all saw him going that high but pairing him up with uh, Dak Prescott is a that's a pretty good quarterback tight end I think I, I, I really like that strategy I really like having your quarterback and then also drafting the tight end for that quarterback. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Let's move into the next matchup. This one with big um, playoff implications. Uh, Just keeping everybody, everyone always just staying right next to each other. The one of the most balanced leagues I've ever seen. Yeah. So at the, at the conclusion of all these matchups, we ended up with a, six-way tie for fifth place we have six like half of our league is tied with a record of six and six everyone's still in it 
Yep. Crazy. Yeah. So we had Corb going against Zach, Big Blue Wrecking Crew versus Gas and Pities. And Corb getting the win with 136 to 122. Leading the way for Corb's team, Josh Allen with a nice 34 points. Adam Thielen showing up with 20 points. Cooper Cup, solid 15 point effort. Uh, Cup the last couple weeks, notably, you know, maybe not, uh, not, I mean, not not what he was, which is, he just hasn't been scoring, basically. He's been getting the same yardage. Just it seems the Rams' offense isn't scoring quite the way that they were. Um, yeah, when we're worried about 15 points from yeah. a wide receiver, like you know that he was on just some other level to start. Yeah, but um, I think this is another one of those where I think last week, um, you know, Corb was able to pull out a win, and it um, was definitely not a luck win, but like something that he got away with that he was probably real happy with. And I think that this is another one, you know, he doesn't have CEH in there, um, you know, him being on by um, Jeff Wilson hasn't really turned out to be the running back that we thought he was going to be. Um, what did so, we think he was going to be? I mean, he was, he's been really good. I, I don't know. I thought that with him showing up, it was just going to basically dilute all of the Niners running backs. And like, if you started one of three of them, you'd probably get like 10 points out of them. Um, Okay. But nope. Eli Mitchell, which you can see on the other side of this very clearly uh, is the starting running back for the Niners. And I mean, I'll admit, I didn't think that Eli Mitchell was going to be worth the 81 fab dollars spent after week one, but Eli Mitchell is the number 14 running back averaging um, points per game. He is right behind Dalvin cook in average score per week. So is he, is he uh, the 14th that's including the weeks that he was out? That's points per game. Oh, okay. So it's not total points because he's been out some weeks, but he is the, when he plays, He's putting up the 14th best score among running backs. Gotcha. So, Chad, let's say you have quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Matthew Stafford. How do you decide who to play? Because it feels like at least, I don't know, three or four matchups have been decided by whether or not Zach plays the right quarterback. I That's just... If you'd asked me three weeks ago, it would have been just Matthew Stafford every week. Um, I I don't want either of them. Honestly, I would rather not have either because I feel like I'm going to make the wrong choice every time. Because Matthew Stafford, I thought he was the man. And like in my little, I got another league, I had him. Played him every week, didn't have a QB2. And then he just kind of fell off the cliff until this week. Um, yeah, I. I would flip a coin is honestly Uh what I would do. Yeah. Seems to not be paying off for him this week. Lamar got (laughs) 11 and Stafford, had he played, would have gotten 33 and would have gotten Zach the win. Uh, Stafford was the quarterback two on the week. Yeah. I would like to say regarding Zach uh, and his team, 
I wish that I had anybody in my life that believed in me half as much as Zach believes in LaVisca Chenault, who I don't think (laughs) has ever left the starting lineup for Zach, except for like when he had a bye. Uh, No matter who is playing, no matter who is available. I mean, you got, he had Miles Gaskin. He put him on his bench and he would rather start LaVisca Chenault instead of, you know, maybe shifting some guys around and, and getting Gaskin in there. Um, Yeah. But I mean, Hey, I, I, like I said, the belief is there and he's not doing like Chanel's not doing poorly. Um, he's astonishingly consistent at getting you, you know, five points, which as long as he doesn't bottom you out, I guess that's, you know, that's a good thing to have. So, um, but yeah, he's got decent matchups to end the season too. Um, he faces, I guess, Tennessee has been really bad against uh, passing. So mm-hmm. he'll face him in week 14 and then 15, 16, that's Houston. And the Jets, yeah, the Jaguars have a really good closing schedule. Hey, I mean, okay, I'm not going to trash talk the Rams because I still think they're a good team. But like lately, Rams defense hasn't, I don't know, been so meh. hasn't been great. So that that could be yeah. potentially a plus matchup. So yeah. also, and, finally, um, <laughs> Zach knows how the rest of us feel not having Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah, he finally put he's in, on by. He put in Austin Hooper, which, I mean, when you probably he like went to free agents, searched tight ends and was looking through the list of guys you really don't want to have to pick up. And you see Austin Hooper's name. You're like, oh, yeah, that guy. And so you pick him up. But I don't know. Is is Austin Hooper just a name now? Is he worth anything anymore? I don't know. I mean, I still especially with like OBJ gone. Um, and Joku doesn't really seem to be doing anything like Hooper's like maybe the third target in Cleveland or the fourth. So I, I think he always has a chance for a touchdown. You know, he's still athletic and I think that's all you kind of want when you need like a fill in tight end is a guy where you're like, he could score a touchdown. So I'll start him. So, yeah, at least that's what I look at for a, a backup tight end yeah so all right well let's move into our next matchup the second closest and steez that's actually your matchup cobra kyle yeah. against riot makers and you pull out the win you reverse this what streak is broken heck yeah that six oh. game skid that you had feels so um, good and i only had to sacrifice my seattle seahawks to do it it's great. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you, you, I mean, you, you beat Bryce 138, 131. Um, yeah, you had to, you definitely had to sacrifice them. Bryce's uh, team kind not dependent on the Seahawks, but does have four Seahawks players, uh, two of which definitely didn't do him any favors, DK Metcalf and Alex Collins. But uh, how are you feeling about your team after this win? So I think what really jumps out to everybody is the all-time kicker battle that we had going on. I mean, I don't think that we're ever going to see two kickers matched up that are going to score this high. 
21 to 21, my Carlson versus his Nick Folk. Amazing. But other than that, for my team, there is nobody that absolutely stands out. Everybody just got a very solid score. I mean, everybody's in that like 10 to 15 point range. Everybody just had a very solid score and added up. I knew that my team had it in them this whole time. We'd just been having a a rough go of it. But finally, we put together just a normal week and we get a normal scoring opponent and things look so good. I'm feeling re-energized, six and six. The streak is broken. I'm ready to go. Two weeks to playoffs. Look out. All right. You guys heard it here first. McNeese uh, going to playoffs. You guys better look out. Uh, Steez, is Van Jefferson in your starting lineup next week? Um, I like having him on my roster, but I don't trust him enough to like, I know he's going to have those 20 point games, but he's also going to have those four point games. And if I would have put a four point player in, um, I probably would have lost. So I don't, I like having him as depth if I need him, but if I can put somebody else in, I would rather do that. Counterpoint, Jalen Hurts is doo-doo, and you have Devonta Smith. <laughs> so. so funny thing about Devonta Smith. So as a receiver, he actually got 3.2. But as a defender uh, on one of Jalen Hurts' interceptions, he – tackled the defensive player and forced a fumble and that was three points right there i rest my case um <laughs> on the other scoring side opportunities, I, scoring opportunities everywhere when you play for Jalen Hurd. yes <laughs> that's what we look for yeah but you know and we so we mentioned it a little bit on the other side um bryce's team just kind of uh uncharacteristically low scores top to bottom uh deandre swift you know pretty low score jamar chase has been kind of weird the last couple weeks now um Mm -hmm. not quite hitting those highs that he was hitting at the beginning of the season which is strange because i feel like the Bengals have been doing better lately um dk metcalf don't know i'm fully gonna admit i didn't watch the game last night but is is russ like as bad as everybody is saying. So he's still like, obviously cannot make all the throws. Yeah. Um, I don't think that his hand is all the way healed, mm-hmm. but it's also like, you just see a disconnect. He's taking weird sacks. Um, he's like, not, not able to hit his first read. I don't think his confidence is all the way there. Mm. Yeah. It just, it looks weird. He doesn't look right. Mm. Yeah. That was the big thing for me. I saw him take like, two or three like hits and sacks. And I was just like, Russell Wilson doesn't, that doesn't happen to him. Like he finds a way out or he gets rid of the ball. And I just look like he's going like, well, here I go. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, good for uh, Bryce though was Jalen Waddle. Wow. I, I wide receiver two and he's the wide receiver 19 on the season. Um, just to put I it love in perspective, CD Lamb is a wide receiver 20. So he's had slightly better than CD, who I think we all love. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But yeah, I think if I could, 
go back, I think I would really love to have Waddle on my team. He mm-hmm. was drafted the 36th wide receiver off the board in our draft. Yeah. I was going to try, I, I, I was looking to see if I could maybe try to trade for him a couple weeks back um, when he was kind of having not necessarily mediocre, but just some lower weeks. And, yeah. but I was like, I, I just can't, I couldn't figure anything out to like probably get it done. But man, I love, I don't know what it is, but seeing rookie wide receivers just come in and like perform immediately, mm-hmm. especially when they're talked up like Waddle, what like it just like, it just like gets me going. Cause I'm like, yeah, you <laughs> do it. Like, go, you're good. You're young. You're athletic. Get it done. Like, and well, there's a lot of them on Bryce's team. There are. It's a, it's a great team going forward. This is, this is a spicy team. You know, you throw Gronkowski back into that lineup, he'll he'll probably keep scoring points. Um, you know, you see what goes on with uh, Jarvis Landry if he keeps getting his yardage now that OBJ is gone. So, um, yeah, oh, and I, I mean, don't, I don't think anybody is ever going to beat this. Maybe, but total points from Bryce's kicker and defensive players: fifty-one and a half. I don't know if anybody's ever going to get 51 and a half from those positions ever again. Especially if we add a minus one for missing kicks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move into the last matchup of the week, which of course is the closest. And it is sadly my matchup going against Matthew drum drums, marvelous team drum beating me uh, 140.54. To one thirty nine point four, which wow. hurts as much one as it point. sounds. He got over his fear of ducks. Yeah. Yep. Um, the duck. So he's sitting at six and six uh, on a two game win streak. I am at three and nine. And honestly, like I fully admit, I probably didn't have. I didn't really have a reason to be even this close. Going into the final game, the Monday night game, I was trailing by like 15 points, I want to say. And I had Gibson and he had Terry McLaurin. And Gibson decided to just like have himself a a game, which is awesome. Um, But that also led to me losing by one point, which is so much worse than just losing by like 10 points. Um, But I went up against Joe Mixon having his best game of the of the year. OBJ also having his best game of the year. Annoyingly, OBJ like remembered how to play football against me. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> like you've been crap all year long, and you just so decided that OBJ was the wide receiver 10. And I was looking back, it is it's his first top 10 finish since week four of 2020. Jeez. <laughs> and of course, it's against me. But you know, I, I have already, I, I don't want to say I've given up. I'm still trying to win each week, but I have already kind of resigned myself to probably not getting into the playoffs this year. So positives on my team. I love seeing that Dawson Knox is back in the scoring game. Now that he's healthy, he's back in the offense. Tony Pollard might be kind of taking that starting job from Ezekiel Elliott. What did I say that out loud? I don't know. Um, and you know, I cheeky little pickups like Westbrook Akine, who decided to get me, you know, a little nine and a half points. So 
you know, I, I know that my team's probably not going to the playoffs, but at least I'm like excited, you know, I'm excited about my team for next year. Like I got young guys, I got guys that are going to be around for a couple of years. Like it's, it's, it's a good time to be a fan of the plucky ducks. That's all I got to say. So one thing about your team, I was really excited to see what um, Trey Lance was going to do. And with the 49ers on a current three game win streak, uh, it doesn't look like Jimmy G is going to give up his job anytime soon. Nope. So I don't know. Are we going to have to wait till next year or beyond to see Trey Lance? They drafted I, him so high. They I didn't. think everybody expected to see him at least by now. Right. He just has not gotten into the games because Jimmy G is playing well. Yeah. He had that one game. He played like a half and he scored 26 points and everyone in the fantasy community collectively, uh, uh, how to say this? I don't even care. Creamed their pants uh, in excitement, <laughs> and as did I. I was like, "Oh shoot! I suddenly have a guy who's probably going to be scoring me thirty to forty points a week. That's going to be huge." Which, if I did have that guy the entire season, I probably would be like seven and five right now. Um, but next year, you know, I I don't know. I'm still confident he's going to start eventually. I'm still confident that he's yeah. going to be a top five quarterback when he does start. And once he does, you guys better watch out. He, because you're all going to lose every single week against me. But so drum drops or drum uh, improves to six and six. He's in that cluster. Um, Mm -hmm. Just looking at his team, right? He's got the quarterback one on the season at Brady. He's Mm -hmm. got the tight end six, Hawkinson. He has running backs number three. And six and Mixon and Zeke. He's got more than his fair share of really like top of their position players. It's just kind of who's going to step up at wide receiver. And I think the three that he started against you in this matchup, right? Terry McLaurin, obviously he's going to start him all the time, but Mm -hmm. OBJ and Ayuk, they could be peaking at just the right time. I think drum could make some noise in these last two weeks before playoffs. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize this. Um, I knew that Philip Lindsay had been cut from the Texans. I didn't realize that the Dolphins had claimed him. And he got 12 carries this year or this week uh, and 42 yards off of those 12 carries. I I don't I mean, I don't know if he's going to like take the job from Gaskin, but like that I if he gets that much work. And maybe a couple like passes here and there. He could sneaky, like, I don't know, revive his career a little bit. Maybe he's like a cheeky little flex play. Man. As yeah. you're saying that, I did not realize that. I thought that I had Caskin's backup and I've just been stashing him this whole time. <laughs> and uh, Salvin Ahmed. So I'm oh, yeah. like literally dropping him as we speak. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, check the waiver wire. He's there. I, yeah. I just saw the notification. Yep. Nice. <laughs> That's Sweet. the thing about my team. I have so many just dart throws at running back on my bench that I've just been stashing. And I love doing it because it worked out so well this week. Three of them ended up leaving week 12 as the number one on their team. Yeah. Just saying, if you have spots on your bench, pick up running backs that have a chance, just a chance at being number one, Mm because 
one injury, and that is a double-digit point guy. Yep. Yep, which is funny because every one of my running backs is a dart throw. (laughs) 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 I have the RB3 for the Jets. I've got the RB17 for the Saints, and I started them both. (laughs) So – all right, we went through week 12, and what comes after 12 but uh, 13? Just a little, uh, little math. Don't, don't argue with me. I'm correct. Uh, I, I think now that we have two more weeks left, uh, and we don't normally do this, but I want to just, just quickly go over what the matchups are going to be this next week. Um, most playoff of the matchups. Yeah, they, they're all playoff implication matchups except for one in which case it's me going against smell smell i love you let's have ourselves a nice little game this week uh and you know we're, we're just having a good time this is for the future uh but everyone else is is fighting for their playoff life uh first matchup uh we got corb going against drum so they're both six and six corb is six trump is uh drum is ninth Gorb is currently projected 161 to drums 156. Um, so that will definitely be uh, an interesting um, matchup to watch out for. I mean, it, it seems that they've already set up their lineups pretty well. And yeah, I mean, we were just talking about drum and, and you know, looking at Corb's team up and down. <clears throat> they sold Gets Kamara back, hopefully yeah. by Thursday. Ooh, yeah. Getting Kamara back. That'll be huge. Maybe getting Tony back in there. Um yeah, that'll definitely be an interesting matchup to see. Um, after that, uh, Steez, you're going against Scott, who's just been on one lately. So let's see if you can, uh, you know, maybe knock him off. Um, currently, you are projected to lose pretty, uh, pretty terribly. So I don't know if you want to take a look at that, see what's kind of going on there. Um, uh, no, it looks good to me. I think I could overcome 100 points, probably. Yeah, I mean... Carlson did have a very good week last week. So who knows? Maybe I'll have a, you know, 160 point week this week. Um, Also too, just looking at it. Goose's bench is 75%, 80% IR. And I don't (laughs) think JD McKissick can play next week and everyone else is on bye. Yep. Yep. So So he scoots. If you are listening to this, Please put your IR guys in your IR and pick up bodies, please, and put them in your lineup. He'll probably do it. Scoots always does. I mean, that's how he's eating for. So uh, next matchup. So this one's um, pretty interesting because it's technically the number one team versus the number 10 team. But it's Cam Hulk at eight and four versus Bryce at six and six. So still, I mean, yeah, you know, this is a must win for Bryce, uh, for Strawberry Herbert, maybe not so much a must win. Um, and, but yeah, I, you know, we'll see what happens with, uh, you know, I'm seeing right now, Amari Cooper, he's still on COVID protocol. I know that Dallas is kind of having issues with that. So who knows what happens with that offense in general this week. Swift for Bryce's team. DeAndre Swift probably not going to play. Yeah, and so it's um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of how this 
this game shakes out. Um, I definitely don't put it past Bryce's team to uh, possibly beat Cam. Honestly, I mean, I, I feel like if all of Bryce's players do what they can do, all of Cam's players do what they can do, Bryce's team can still, you know, pull out that win. So definitely um, going to be a fun one to follow. Next, we got uh, Lucas going against Chad, our resident uh, Chad Lington guest here. Um, and Chad, you're supposed to lose. So sorry, you're going to, according to Yahoo, you're losing. You're supposed to. Yeah, I you have to I lose. Agree, I I agree with Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at my bench for the last like seven minutes and just like, oh, I really wish I could have had a yeah. defensive player in my flex. <laughs> Chad starting such uh, stars as Christian Kirk, Tevin Coleman, Rojo, and um, is that Nico Collins? Yes, Nico it is. Collins. Nico Collins making an appearance. Uh, Chad, well, do you need a trade? Chad, do you need a hug? I trade. <laughs> I, I need a bye week. The one, like, hope I have is that, well, two hopes, actually. I just realized I have a second hope. First hope is that Lucas doesn't realize he has, uh, <clears throat> what's his name, Dimitri Felton on bye in his flex. Let's hope he does not look at that. And then second hope, <laughs> more realistic probably. My top three positions, so Jalen Hurts, Mike Evans, C.D. Lamb. Two, if not all of them, could most definitely put up 30-point games. And that is not even, like, asking so much, and that can definitely keep me in six weeks. That's what I'm, like, having to hope and pray for right now. Yeah, that'll be huge. And then last up, uh, we have Travis has a team – Going against Gas and Pities, Travis versus Zach. Uh, not necessarily a must-win for Trav, but a must-win for for Zach. Basically, all the six and six teams, it's a must-win because there's so many of them. Um, so, gonna be a good one to watch. Uh, definitely interested to see what happens. I'm seeing Chenault is still in the lineup for Zach. Oh, as um, always, as always. There's no removing Chenault from the lineup. And currently he has Lamar Jackson in going against Pittsburgh, Matt Stafford sitting on his bench versus Jacksonville. So we will see what happens next year, next week with that matchup. And Travis uh, hasn't necessarily set his lineup yet, but still looking pretty good. Um, I'm seeing some pretty nice matchups. Well, maybe not nice matchups, but like good offenses. So hopefully a lot of points from his offensive players. Um, but yeah, definitely going to be a fun week and see, you know, how everything kind of shakes out. Maybe get a bit more of a clear picture for the playoffs that are coming up. All right. Well, thank you, Chad, for being with us for our week 12 in review. Yes, sir. Always nice having you. Aloha. 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 So do we have to start the podcast over again? Oh, yeah. Yep. That was... Yeah, that's a reset. All right. Well, hey, hi, hello there. Welcome. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that will do it for week 12. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Two weeks till playoffs. Let's have a great run. See you next week for week 13.